standing. Wait for it. There's no need to wait, geeks. We are back. This is the Active Geek Podcast with your host, Jim and Chuck. And Chuck, it seems like I say this every episode, but we have a lot to talk about today. <laughs> yeah. You've been saying that, what, the past three or four episodes? Yeah, man. The, the geek world is ripe and ready to be picked of all wonderful news and movies and television. We can review and we can preview. And that's actually what we have today. We have some news. We have a preview of a movie that is out today as we speak. Dark Phoenix, the last chapter of the X-Men saga through Fox. And then we have a review of a movie that we uh, we both saw called Brightburn, um, a new little telling of what if Superman were a bad character uh, without using the word super or man. But we got a chance to, to do a lot of things, and we're going to first go into our news because uh, we got a, a lot of news. Uh, a couple of our shows that we like and a show that really just debuted a week ago uh, were canceled. Yeah. Uh, we have, the, we have um, Deadly Class was canceled. And we have Happy, uh, both of which are on Sci-Fi Networks. We've talked about both. Uh, I was on the teat of Deadly Class from the jump. Very disappointed. Yeah, yeah, I'm very disappointed that this happens. Uh, but, you know, it does happen. And then we get news today, as we recorded this on Thursday, that Swamp Thing was canceled one episode into the season. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's almost like they didn't even give it a shot. I mean, there was there was rumors of you know production hell and you know problems even before the series premiered. Yeah, and, but it uh, it wasn't canceled because of performance. No, it was it was canceled because they ran out of money. It's they gave it a shot. They gave it ten episodes, but they couldn't find any money to continue the series, which is kind of a a black eye. We've talked about this before, but it's also kind of like the the writings on the wall with the the app, the app for DC Universe has been speculated to be canceled and it was going to end and it hasn't been doing well and you know they put off Stargirl who was supposed to come out this summer I believe they put that off until 2020 no news on Doom Patrol season 2 no news on Titans other than a few castings uh we got a poster for the Harley Quinn show you know they they kind of rushed it a little bit so it's not not giving them a chance it's just they ran out of money they lost half their budget and that they had to back out of the project yeah, it sucks because the premiere, you know, I thought was great. Yeah, it was good. I didn't. Li- I don't like Alec Holland, and I'm glad I didn't have to see much of him. You don't like the guy that plays Alec Holland, or you just don't like the? I didn't like the character. I didn't like the way it, he was played. Like he was this big, you know, know it all, and he was kind of too like a city boy in the swamp, and I just like I didn't like it. I liked everything else but him. And he was a big part of that episode. Yeah, no shit. He's the lead character. But uh, that's like if this were taking place in a city and it was called Swamp Thing. You hit me with a lot of news right there. He's the le- he's, he was a big part in that episode, Chuck. Thank you. Well, the, you know, you didn't like a guy that was a, a huge part of the episode. Yeah, I didn't like but. the lead. I didn't like Fantastic Four, and I didn't like any of the characters in that one. No, no. people don't have to like everything. No, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that. But what what this kind of leads to with the cancellation of. The Tick, which just got canceled, Deadly Class, Happy, Swamp Thing, all of this. We kind of live in cancellation culture. I'm coining it right now. We did reboot culture. That, that was ours. We live in cancellation culture. So I did some research today before we, we jumped on the horn. And I wanted to talk about, not a lot, not spend a lot of time, but I just want to put into the numbers of shows that either got canceled or ended in 2019. If you were to put a roundabout number on it, what would you say? 25 close very close uh it's a it's around 20 so we have the tick i zombie which is ending game of thrones which ended gifted which was canceled legion was canceled swamp thing was canceled dead to class happy both canceled arrow is ending after like a short season season eight future man was canceled into the badlands killjoys all the marvel stuff daredevil jess jones iron fist luke cage punisher all canceled night flyers was canceled Outcast was canceled and Preacher was canceled, and that's great. That's just in our wheelhouse. I mean, there's tons of other shows that have been canceled, but yeah. Oh no, I'm only gonna focus. Yeah, I'm gonna focus on our our niche. But that's crazy. Yeah, it's a it's a huge number. Uh, it kind of I never thought I was gonna say this, but it kind of proves uh, James uh, what's his name James Cameron's kind of 
quote that he had, that famous quote that we're going to get exhausted of comic books uh, and their ad- adaptations. Now, I'm not exhausted. It just seems like a lot of these shows are getting one season. They're not delivering in that one season immediately, and they're not given that second chance. It goes back to what you said about Swamp Thing, like a show like Night Flyers. You buried it on sci-fi. It seems like all of sci-fi shows got canceled. Night Flyers, yeah. Killjoys, Deadly Class, and Happy all canceled. And The Expanse was what, last year, right? Yeah, but thank God Amazon picked that up. Lucifer was canceled, got picked back up with a stellar fourth season. But like The Tick, we talked about. I don't think anybody is ready for that. Gifted, I understand, because it's a Fox property moving into the Disney realm. But, you know, it's just they cancel everything now. You don't, if, if you don't have a solid first season or maybe solid second season, kaput, you're done. And you got to give time, shows time to grow and really find their feet and find their fan base. It just it uh it it's kind of cur- it made me curious to see like how many shows were canceled and I you know went online I was like oh this is pretty rough yeah and and you know majority of them I watched yeah yeah and we talked about it on the podcast yeah most of these would have been episodes for their season premieres yeah well you you know saves us time we have some other things that we can talk about but uh, do you it- think there's any other shows that are going to cancel that we watch currently? Or all the good ones that we're watching getting canceled? I don't know. I can the way things are going. I can see Krypton ending. Yeah, that's the that's the one that I thought of too, because the other ones were all kind of renewed. Umbrella Academy was renewed. Uh, Shield was renewed before season seven came out, and Runaways was just removed, uh, renewed and cast Elizabeth Hurley. Really? Yeah, she's playing. Um, I can't remember the name right now, but she's like a sorceress. She's gonna be the villain. Sweet. Yeah, haven't seen her since Bedazzled. Is that a movie? <laughs> Is that the movie with uh, with uh, Brent- Robot Man? Yeah, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we do live in a cancellation culture. And it brings us to our next topic, Chuck. The ending of the Fox X-Men universe. Yeah. Uh, sentences that I never thought I would say, like the ending of an X-Men universe, which is crazy. Uh, because we have the ending of Fox's universe, and it's a dual X-Men ending. I don't know if you read this, but Marvel Comics is ending all of the current X-Men runs right now. Really? Really. Uh, because they're going – every single so one what, of them. A month ago when we did one of our monthly previews and it was like 30 X-Men comics? We've been getting a new X-Men event since January. Yeah. And they said, we're canceling them all. I mean, Magneto got a new run. Uh, Mojo got a run crazy shit they're canceling it because they're doing House of X and Power of X miniseries one each month or well not miniseries I think it's an ongoing series Um, one every other week so you can get House of X one week Power of X the other week each month and it's going to that's going to be canon now so my question you said last week Marvel's not smart when it comes to comics is this kind of the the next step? They're making that their way around the bend, saying, "Let's get with the times. Let's keep this canon. Introduce the characters that we want in the comics. That'll be introduced into the television and the movie universe." What do you think? I I think they could go that route. I mean, that's a bold move to just cancel thirty five titles. Yeah, and I don't try to reason when. We talk about current state of Marvel Comics. Because it doesn't really seem, you know, last year we had all these things. And they canceled, what, like 50 titles or something like e- that? Everything that you read, they canceled. Everything. So, you know, I just don't... They don't seem they have a plan with their comics. Yeah, it. I don't think they have... Like, I'm not... Listen, I may be ignorant to this. I don't read a lot of Marvel. I actually just picked up a Marvel comic... And it was the Black Cat number one because I love the cover. But I don't read a lot of it, so I don't know who the editor-in-chief is right now. But maybe that person isn't working hand-to-hand with Disney and Marvel Studios where they – if I were the editor over there, I'd be like, all right, let's get on board with Kevin and, and talk about characters that they have planned. They don't have to give me specifics, but should th- these are the list of the characters that I'm going to introduce. Are these characters that you plan on introducing? If not, I'll take them away and we'll save them. That way you can kind of capitalize on the movie release and then the character release. You can gain a little ground by saying, oh, you like Domino in, in um, Deadpool 2? 
boom, she's got Domino and the Hot Shots right now. We got Guardians of the Galaxy coming out. Howard the Duck's going to play a huge role. We're going to do a Howard and Duck miniseries right when that comes out. So it's just maybe the right people aren't captaining that ship. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. They need to figure out something because, you know. They need to hire us. Oh, yeah, totally. We've I'd been work, saying that for years. I'd work for Marvel Comics. Yeah, I would too. Give them free promotion every fucking month. Might as well pay me back somehow. Every month, every week. Yeah, almost. Almost every week. We do talk a little DC and image over here. Yeah. No, I'm saying when like, you know, when I was a kid in the nineties, you know, that was you know, the prime Marvel age for me. Yeah, the and, Chris Claremont stuff. Yeah. And you know, the X Men, X Force and it's just now it just doesn't there doesn't seem that magic that was in the comics when I was a kid. Yeah, and honestly, it doesn't really seem like there's that magic in the television universe either, or the movie universe, because now we got Dark Phoenix, which is getting destroyed by the by the critics. I think it's uh, the last time I looked at it was at 21%. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, but let's go back to the movies that kind of paved the way for here. We're going to skip all the X-Men 1, 2, Last Stand, all that stuff. We're going to skip that. Let's talk three movies in specific. Let's talk First Class, Days of Future Past, and Age of Apocalypse. What are your thoughts on that new wave of X-Men movies? Um, I like them. I don't love them. Like, the the first three, I loved. Um, Even Last Stand? There Ooh. was bright spots with Last Stand. That is a highly questionable opinion right there. All right. I mean, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Honestly, the best thing out of Last Stand was Kelsey Grammer's Beast. Yeah, yeah that's true. And it wasn't, it wasn't good. It was actually, I think it was the worst. But the the first two, X one and X two United, X Men United, it were amazing. All right, well let's skip those and focus on the ones at hand. First class, Days of Future Past, Age of Apocalypse. Um, first class was okay. It, I had some gripes about it, some of the castings, um. Some, you know, a lot of plot holes, obviously. But um, Days of Future Past I really enjoyed because it kind of blended both worlds together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apocalypse was awful. Yeah, I, I kind of stand with you on a few. Um, Days of uh, uh, let's First Class gets better every time I watch it because I get the, like, the Easter eggs that they left in there for you and, like, the nods to the very minute x-men characters that they included are really cool the origin like the illusion of the origin of azazel and mystique being the parents of nightcrawler is really cool uh i didn't think i was gonna ever talk about kevin bacon on his podcast but i liked his performance in that yeah yep. he, he was a shining star the introduction of emma frost was really cool i liked what they did it wasn't terrible but it it served its purpose properly because it introduced you to characters that were likable and actors who were likable. It was kind of the launching off point for James McAvoy and for Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Which is, I mean, to the geek world at least, and to me at least. So I appreciate First Class. Is it better than X-Men? No. Days of Future Past is my favorite X-Men universe movie besides Deadpool, Logan, all that stuff. Really? Yeah, I love Days of Future Past. Mainly because of what you said. It introduced you to the old characters and the new characters. The storyline was there. It was funny. It was sad. It was happy. It was angry. It was on suspense mode. It was very good. And the fact that they included, like, um, who they include? Warpath and Bishop and Blink and all these characters that they included. And the introduction into what may be the best Quicksilver we've gotten out of the two was phenomenal so days of future past is amazing i love that movie apocalypse hot garbage it was the biggest waste of a cast yeah in the superhero realm because like you you get these characters you're like oh we're finally gonna get the we're gonna get cyclops right we're gonna get storm right we're gonna get gene right we're gonna get these characters right and you're like nope still got it wrong you couldn't get x-men's biggest foe right in costume he looked like ivan ooze yeah and you wasted oscar isaac as a talent he totally did and he was the best part of that performance there's a Mm -hmm. lot of stuff that 
I didn't like in there, but there's a lot of stuff that I liked. The the inclusion of Psylocke was really cool. She had potential to be great in the X-Force universe, to be determined in the Deadpool universe if they bring her in. You got to see the early Four Horsemen. I thought that was cool. We did get to see the Horsemen of the Apocalypse, which was pretty cool. Origin stories of Storm, a little bit of uh, Jean Grey. I thought that, that was cool. But the thing about the X-Men universe, as far as like how it stacks up with other you know, universes out there is like, to me, I kind of think it's based on events. It, there's really no contingency to it. You know what I mean? It's days of future past age of apocalypse. Then we're going to do last stand. And then they go back and forth and there's no building in between there. There's no movies no. to kind of lead you up there. There's no minor villains. Like if this Fox universe were to still continue, they probably would have went house of M next right after dark Phoenix. So it's like, it's, it's a little confusing to me, I put it in the middle of the pack where it's like, if I were to liken it to anything, it's better than, um, God, it's better than a lot of franchises that tried to make a franchise. It's on par with DC and it's on par with the Fast and the Furious stuff because there's good movies and bad movies. Mm-hmm. I liken it mostly to the Transformers franchise because the first ones are good and then you have to get a diamond in the rough like Bumblebee in the next universe. So where do you stand yeah. with the Fox universe? I'm torn because I, I, I do love X-Men. I've always have loved X-Men, um, especially because of the 90s animated when I was a child. So, you know, the they always, X-Men always kind of is special to me. But, you know, some of their movies are just not good. Yeah, I mean, you can and, be fair, dude. You don't have to be like, the X-Men aren't going to be upset with you giving an honest review of their franchise. <laughs> you can se- 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 No, they're not. They're not going to be upset. Separate the 90s and the comics and the toys and all that stuff and just focus on the movies. It, It's all right to be honest. This yeah. is a safe zone. Um, You know, I've, I, I've been really disappointed in the, in the movies. Um, You know, some are good. But I, I think there's more bad than good. Oh, absolutely. You know, X1 was good. X2 was good. Days of Future Past was good. And First Class was all right. Yeah. Then you get the two. But then you also have Wolverine Origins, which was awful. A lot of people don't like the Wolverine. And then people are here and miss with Deadpool 2. And, you know, everybody loves Deadpool and Logan. But I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go with more Transformers than anything. Maybe closer to Fast and the Furious because DC's kind of sour grapes with me right now because of what they're doing on television and in movies they're just destroying their own brand yeah so i'm gonna put it middle of the pack nowhere near marvel this was this was the first universe before marvel at least when it comes to superheroes yeah so you know these are the forefathers of what we have going on unless you want to count the nolan batman stuff but i still think that this predates all that so it it goes into again event treatment where you get the Days of Future Past stuff, and this, especially this new stuff, Days of Future Past, Age of Apocalypse, and boom, what's next? Dark Phoenix. We couldn't have like a little segue where they're like honing their powers and their training, but now they got to go up against Gene, who's absolutely powerful and can kill the entire Marvel Universe. That's their next universe. That's their next event. When they announced that we were going to get this, I feel like they announced this in like 2012 that we were getting Dark Phoenix. That's how long it's been for this movie to actually get here. My level of excitement was like, ugh, okay. Feel like I saw it with X Men Three: Last Stand, but I'll give I'll give it a shot. I like the I really like the cast. I like Sophie Turner a lot. I think she's going to be a good Jean. Well, could have been a good Jean Grey. My level of excitement for Dark Phoenix now is like, I want to see it, but I'm not in a rush to see it. Yeah. Where do you stand? Um, I am seeing it tomorrow. Um, but more because. I won't have any other time the rest of the month, and I don't think it's going to be in theaters long. Yeah. Um, how how like, I stand is I've been a fan of X-Men movies since the first one. I've seen it actually twice, which I never see twice in the theater, but that was in 2000. So I dedicated 19 years of movie watching. I'm, I've seen everyone in theaters. I feel like I have to see it, you know, for myself. Well, yeah, but, going back to your original review of this, you're afraid that every character of X-Men lore is going to wake you up in your sleep and say, I'm going to be haunted by this. 
you know, like, and I kind of feel like, all right, I, I've, I've dedicated money and time and years to the this universe. I have to see it in theaters, you know, because this is it. We're not going to see it anymore. So I might as well see it. And like I said, the only reason I'm seeing it this weekend is because I can't for the next like three, four weeks. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of on the fence of when I, you texted me and said, Jim, when are you going to see it? And I'm like, eh, I'll probably see it Saturday. I'm on the fence now. I got shit to do this weekend. Uh, I might go and see it right after we end end up recording. I might see it tonight. and uh, Because that might be the only time I have. Because we have, uh, I have to see Godzilla still. And we got to review that on Galaxy Wars. I got con coverage next week for all of us at the Wizard World Philadelphia Con that we're going to be there the uh, what, 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th. It's going to be huge in Philadelphia. Go there and make sure you're there and see us. So I was like, I got to see this. I kind of forgot that this was coming out until we did our June episode. Yeah, me too. I totally for like I knew it was coming out this summer, and then probably about three weeks ago, I seen a tr- uh, a thing on. And they were like, "Oh, June seventh. I was like, "Oh shit, it's coming out in a couple weeks." Yeah, and you, I mean, you get to a point where this movie had been bogged down with such negative feedback, like. There was production problems. The casting was frustrated. They had to reshoot the villain. Then they got postponed. And all of the the Fox-Disney merger crap kind of screwed everything. Because this movie was supposed to come out a year and a half ago, I think. And people were excited. Mm -hmm. I'm still excited for New Mutants. I don't know what the hell is going to happen to that. And that was a a better property than this. I don't know if that will ever see the light of day. It doesn't seem like it's going to happen. I like that trailer more than any TV spot that I've seen for this Dark Phoenix. Oh, movie. that trailer! That first trailer was amazing. What was that like a year and a half ago? Yeah, I was doing a YouTube show when that came out, so it's been a minute. Uh, let's talk about the presence, uh, the premise. I think a lot of people know the Dark Phoenix premise, but the movie, as per IMDb, says Jean Grey begins to develop an incredible power that corrupts and turns her against or turns her into a dark phoenix. Now the X-Men will have to decide if the life of a team member is worth more than all of the people living in the world. Spoiler alert, I don't think it's going to be worth it. I feel like if you saw X-Men 3, you got to kill Jean in this situation. Yeah. Or just tell her to get the hell out of here and like can you can't control her. But like this is this is also a movie we've talked about this that had to do a reshoot because the ending was too close to Captain Marvel. Yeah. So, is there going to be a cat that turns into a flurkin? Probably. Does like <laughs> the thing that really gets me is like maybe they reshot it because of the scrolls and they move want to move away from the Shi'ar Empire because it was a rumor that the Shi'ar Empire was going to be in it and Jessica Chastain was going to play Leandra and you know, I've watched uh, some of the press tours that Jessica Chastain has done for this, and she is very hot mum on the word of who she's playing. And as per IMDb, she's playing a character named Vux, I believe. Yeah, Vuck. And uh, V-U-K. Yep. And uh, that's not Leandra, so maybe that's kind of a, a red herring right there. But, you know, what do you think of the premise that Jean becomes too powerful at age 19, and she's going to kill everybody? Well... I've always loved the Dark Phoenix saga. Um, you know, I got my first taste in the animated series, and you know, I was like a three, four episode thing, and I loved it. Um, you know, and like you said, we we seen it in uh, X three. We seen a glimpse of it in X two, when you know we see the Phoenix fly over the the lake, mm-hmm. Al- Alkaline Lake, and you know, I I feel we, like we saw it in days uh, in Age of Apocalypse too, yeah. when she turned into a phoenix. Not like a literal phoenix, but the shape of a fire phoenix uh, when she's killing Apocalypse. I and feel then, like they only, they're only relying on so many characters in this universe. Wolverine, Deadpool, Jean Grey. That's it. Cyclops has gotten the worst treatment in any... Like He's a douchebag to begin with, but he's gotten the worst treatment of any character in the X-Men universe. Oh, awful. Like, and now he's the kid from Ready Player One. Yeah. I'm, I can't knock Ty Sheridan. I actually like him. No, I, I do like Ty Sheridan, but... The way they've written Cyclops between James Martin and now Ty Sheridan, it's you know it's rough. It's a very rough, rough story that we're getting. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Like, so this is kind of the third origin of Dark Phoenix. Yeah, and apparently, based on all the reviews, it's not living up to the original 1980 Chris Claremont, Dave Cockrum, and John Byrne storyline. 
I'm sure it doesn't I'm live sure up to not. it. And Chris Claremont, again, friend of the podcast, I'm sure he's upset with this. I'm not yeah. going to speak for my uncle Chris, but I'd be upset upset with this when it comes out and rolls out with a 21. percent You know, if if he comes back to Great Philadelphia or uh, Keystone Comic Con, maybe we could talk to him about it. Yeah, he might spit in my face. He might. We, but we might get wear... twenty. We, we might get twenty seconds of audio instead of a minute thirty. <laughs> It'll just be him making a loogie sound and us running, Scooby Doo <laughs> style. Uh, the premise to me, you know, I'm gonna echo the exact same things. I've seen it. Yeah. I, I would have liked if this was going to be their swan song, right? And they knew that this was kind of writing on the wall. I would have moved on with this. I said, all right, you know, get a, get rid of the fe- dark phoenix because. Phoenix, what do they do? They rise from the ashes. I don't think that this cast from Phoenix is going to rise from the ashes into the no. Disney universe. No. So that's one. That's bad foreshadowing right there. I would have done House of M. Yeah, that would be cool. Because, like, Dark Phoenix, like, it looks like they're trying to make it a little brighter, and now they're going into space, and then they're, it's going back into the 70s. I think the movie starts out in, like, 1975 with, like, a flashback. It's just one of these things where you're like... What are you doing? And this is written and directed by Simon Kinberg, who has done a ton of X Men stuff, a ton yeah. of great movies. Mm-hmm. He, he's written a ton of great stuff. He does. But then he, but then he wrote Fantastic Four. Yeah. And they're comparing it to this. Yeah. And that's a, that's a problem. So the premise, given what IMDb is, it's very bland. So I don't want to judge the entire movie. I don't want this to be a negative movie where I'm like, oh, I'm going to hate this movie. Um, I'm excited for it now that it's here. Um, yeah. I think it's not going to be as good as I want it to be. I think it's going to lock, lack a lot of potential, but that's what the movies have done. They haven't they haven't become like wine. They've actually decreased in value as they got that they gotten further in the process. So, uh, kind of heard it, kind of been there. I've read the storyline. I've seen the animated. I've seen all the stuff. So the premise is kind of lackluster. Do you think mm-hmm. they're gonna be go right with the Dark Phoenix storyline in the comics, or do you think it's gonna differ? I think it's going to differ. I mean, we see a little bit, you know, about how she is uh, in space and gets hit with the cosmic rays. We see that a little bit. Um, the big thing is going to differ is Vuck because, yeah. you know, it seems like she's trying to convince her to become the Dark Phoenix. And Vuck, from my knowledge, has never been in the Dark Phoenix storyline. Yeah. And Vuck is part of the, the Bari race, which... I mean, it might be a totally different character, but the only character that I know from Marvel is a, a man and an alien. So I don't know if that is Jessica Chastain or they just called her Vuck. I but... think she's an alien. I'm pretty sure they've made mention that she's going to be an alien character. Um, we know that gender bending is huge in the comic yeah. world. Just take Ghost, for example, was a man, became a woman with Hannah John Common, who seems to be jobless after Killjoys got canceled. <laughs> but you could be right, man. It, this could be Vuck from that other alien race, or this, again, could be a red herring where they're just like, we're going to call this Vuck, and we're going to change the whole storyline of Vuck, and she's going to be Shi'ar. Yeah. And she's actually Leandra, but they didn't want to lead into that. I feel like if they said... Boom, Shi'ar Empire is coming. More people would want to see this, and people would be excited about it. But maybe Disney came in and said, hold on, you're going to reshoot this entire ending because we have bigger plans for the Shi'ar Empire. And what you're going to do, no, that's a carnival. We're going to do a Disney world size event for the Shi'ar Empire. Maybe. I mean, I just, from the first trailer, like I said, with the space, I was like, oh, it it's really going towards that storyline. And then with the Vuck thing, and then... I don't know. I just I think it's going to differ a lot because the t- two other Dark Phoenix origins were completely different. Yeah, especially like we're not going to get Wolverine in this, and no. apparently Wolverine was completely off the table for this, yeah. even if Hugh Jackman was available. I know people had asked about that. So let's go to the cast. Uh, most people know the cast. I actually think that this is going to differ one hundred percent from the, not one hundred percent. I'll say seventy five percent away from the the original comic, but. Let's go to the cast. Most of the cast returns. You know him. James McAvoy, Professor X. Fastbender, Magneto. Jennifer Lawrence, Mystique. Forgot she was in this movie. I thought she dropped out of this, but she's front and center as a hero. Uh, Nicholas Holt as Beast. Sophie Turner as Phoenix. Ty Sheridan as Cyclops. Elect- 
Alexandra Ship as Storm, Evan Peters as Quicksilver, Cody Schmidt McPhee, Nightcrawler, Jessica Chastain as Vuck. You've got Halston Sage. Do you know who Halston Sage is? Yeah, she's from um, uh, Orville. And she's also from Paper Towns and Neighbors. She's playing Dazzler. Oh, and Lamar, she is? I didn't she know She is. Yeah. And Lamar Johnson from The Hate You Give and Kings and Next Step is playing Match. So they're all the the IMDb-based characters that are mutants and from the comic books besides the president and the, the Greys. What do you think, not the Greys from Galaxy Wars, Gene's parents, what do you think about the cast with the, the addition of Halston Sage and you know, Lamar Johnson and uh, Jessica Chastain being the big one? Um, Jessica Chastain's huge. Um, love her. I love her. I know you do. And I was surprised they, they, you know, they were able to get her. But I, I like her. I just think they're going to underutilize her. She's um, going to get the same Oscar Isaac treatment? Yeah, I think so. I agree. I agree. So, um, I, I mean, I do like her. Uh, Halston Sage, I really liked her on Il- Orville. She's um, the, is she the one? She was the alien, right? That Seth MacFarlane was like the bodyguard, right? Yep. It's She's actually Seth MacFarlane's girlfriend currently. Is she really? I believe so. I believe they are dating. Uh, How at least old that's is what she? the internet. She looks really young. She's fifteen, Chuck. I mean, she's probably like thirty, but she looks she's like she's fifteen years old. But um, Dazzler was actually rumored to be an apocalypse. She was born in ninety three, so okay. she is twenty five. Okay, twenty six. But she still looks young. Yeah, um, yeah. Don't you dare bring up Taylor Swift in this episode. <laughs> I knew what you were about to do. You she was rumored to be Dazzler. There. Yeah, I know she was. That would have been awful. So I, I like Austin Sage a lot better. Yeah, me too. Uh, because I wouldn't be annoyed of her when I see her in the movie. I'm like, ooh, I remember her. I missed her from the Orville. Uh, the cast, I mean, it's the same goddamn cast for the last two movies. Yeah. Or at least the, the last movie. I'm sorry. Most of these people weren't in um, Days of Future Past. But the big addition is Jessica Chastain. I'm happy mm-hmm. about it. Curious to see who she plays. She looks creepy. I don't think she has eyebrows. No, she doesn't. And anybody who loses eyebrows, and I'm this is not to the alopecia community, but anybody who has eyebrows and trims them off for whatever reason begins to look a little scary to me. If you have alopecia, you don't scare me because I get it. But anybody who makes that conscious choice to shave off their eyebrows and leave them there kind of weird with a full head of hair it was so weird i mean she um, did it for a role so well no shit chuck i'm just talking about the the alien looks creepy without eyebrows i mean how many people decide like yeah i'm just gonna shave my eyebrows yeah more than you would imagine i don't know anybody it's it's huge in the mental health community i just want to i'll put that out okay. there from personal experience um any expectations for this movie we know it's coming in at a whopping 21 percent up four percent from the day it was, we got the initial review because that was seventeen percent. That's that's when I seen it. When, when, where, where were you sitting at with Rotten Tomatoes? Where do you think it was going to be at? I was sitting a lot higher than that. It was rotten, but I had it at forty two percent. Yeah, I was going like a rough fifty one. I had it at forty two because I was like, ah, it's not going to be good. But and I didn't half expect. Yours. Yeah, Jesus. And I was a lot lower than you, so. You know, I was, uh, I was kind of, I'm not shocked that it's rotten. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked that it's that low. Yeah, but, I'm very shocked that it's that low. Um, it's kind of like the, the critics were like, yeah, don't, don't even go see this because it's the end. It's kind of like what I had texted you earlier. Do I continue watching Swamp Thing? Because I know it's going to end. The answer to me is yes, because I like Swamp Thing. The answer to me why with Dark Phoenix is do I watch it because it's the end? Yes, because it goes back to what you say. 19 years of investment into these movies. Mm-hmm. And it deserves that. It, we've been fans from the beginning. We've been fans since... Some people have been fans since the 70s of X-Men uh, and their culmination. You gotta got see it through. That's where I stand. And I would not be an active geek, and you wouldn't be an active geek if we didn't see this and we didn't talk about it. Because that's what we do. We stay active in our community. And, you know, this is a big moment for the X-Men universe. This is... Yeah. This could launch a bunch of careers. It's probably not. 
but this could help with some people. This could help Halston Sage get that next big role where she could be in Mad Max, the next one. Who knows? Um, do you expect this to have a strong origin story? I don't really want one because <laughs> we've seen Dark Phoenix three times. Yeah. Um, but it's going to happen. You know, obviously from the trailers, you know, we're getting a Dark Phoenix origin. Yeah, we're getting a Jean Grey um, origin. This is like essentially just a Jean Grey movie. Yeah, so for once, I do not want a good origin story, um, but we're getting one. How much do you think this makes in the opening week? I I was projecting low, but I think it's either going to be lower than that. I projected 42 mil. 42 mil. Yeah, because it's yeah. currently tracking at $170 million. Now I don't I'm and I'm thinking it's going to be much lower than 170, almost 100 million dollars low. But I am not surprised if this makes 100 million dollars because be it's a superhero movie, because it's X-Men and because it's not Hellboy. Well, you there was only one X-Men movie that made over 100 mil in an opening weekend. That was um X3. Yep. Yeah, the worst one. Yeah, and no the lowest opening weekend was um x-men one with 54 mil yeah i mean i I get that that was the the launch of the the universe it's kind of tough that we're not in we weren't in superhero culture back in 2000 so i'm thinking i think it's gonna win its week for sure this is gonna be a box office number one i hope so um you know better than the stuff i've been reviewing but only other competition is secret life of pets 2 i believe yeah, that comes out this weekend. Um, I mean, obviously, besides Aladdin and Godzilla, which... Did Godzilla win its week? Yeah, yeah, it did. Okay, so that's going to be your next one eventually next year. You'll probably get that one. Yeah, so, you know, Aladdin won one week. Godzilla won one week. Did you see Aladdin? Yes, I did. Did you like it? It wasn't bad. Okay, a lot of people are blown away by how good it is. It was good. I liked it. Um, I didn't like Will Smith. Okay, um, that was my next question. The visuals, if it does not get nominated for costume and production design, I'm going to be shocked. It will. It's a Disney movie. Um, it, it definitely will. Aladdin was great. All right, let's move on away from Aladdin. I'm sorry <laughs> I even opened up this can of worms. Uh, let's talk, if you were a Disney executive, let's play this game, Chuckles. I love this if game. You were di- right? It's a great game because I play I live this. This isn't even a game to me. I pretend this is my life. I've built like an empire on this uh, if you were a disney executive would you keep this cast and introduce them into the mcu two to three years from now a la they're introducing the fantastic four rumored to be in 2022 would you do that with the cast that we have currently yes this current cast no big no hard pass hard no there are too many holes in this universe um unfortunately the cast are some of the holes um but i think they just need the pull the plug and let Disney and Marvel do their magic. When they do reboot it, they do a great job of casting. Just get a whole new cast. Yeah, I'm sad to say I'm in the same boat as you. Um, as much as I love both Magneto and Charles and Beast, I think those three characters right there have been solid in every single movie that we've gotten. Nicholas Holt, uh, McAvoy, and Fassbender have been phenomenal. I think you have to move on from the rest. And it sucks because currently I think the the scope of things is that the younger actors got a really, really bad bad shake when it came to this universe. They thought they were getting their superhero moment. They got it. It was disappointing. Uh, Storm has the potential to be huge and be the most powerful, almost the most powerful female in all the MCU. But this current Storm looks like she could be more of Shuri's friend and not T'Challa's wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cyclops looks like a little boy. Mm-hmm. They're all younger characters, but they're all recognizable faces. They've all done their own things, and they've all succeeded in their own things, and they would be good to bank around. If I'm going to keep anybody, I would keep the people who live through this movie and then start after that. But if I have to say, do I? if, if it's take it or leave it, I'm leaving it. Say, or I'm, yeah, I'm leaving it. I'm not taking it with me. I'm leaving it back with Fox. Yeah, and I agree. And then I kind of feel like if you, you know, you just can't say, oh, we're going to keep McAvoy and Fastbender and screw everyone else. I just feel like yeah. just pull the plug and let everyone go. I agree. So let's talk McAvoy, Fastbender, and the rest of the cast. Still that Disney executive. 
are there any actors that once this the stink of this x-men universe and i'm not gonna say stink i'm gonna take that back once the x-men universe is done are there any characters or actors that you would keep in the mcu and kind of recast them into a new character i this was a hard question because i i have conflicting um thoughts on this so if anyone i would keep mcavoy and fastbender because they're such great actors yes and they're very versatile and you can put them in anything but Uh i don't think i would keep them and the main reason why is because i think you need to distance yourself from the x-men universe and okay start fresh and they need to distance themselves all right, well, I'm going to counterpoint you with that. And I know it's, this is going to be a dated one, but they did it with Captain America. He was in a failed universe with Fantastic Four, and they made him Captain America, product of billion-dollar movies. No. Uh, if if you give it a few years when they reintroduce them, which they said is going to be several years from now, you could still introduce these, take these characters and say, all right, remember them in X-Men? We'll move away from that. People got over Chris Evans as Johnny Storm, and saw him as Steve Rogers. It's just you have to get the right person to play that role. You can't take Ty Sheridan and say, oh, Ty Sheridan's going to be the next, I don't know, Star-Lord. Because that would be awful. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm I'm on the other side of this fence. Uh, I'm taking a few people with me. I have some roles that I think would be great. I, I personally think that Alexandria Ship would be a great Moon Girl. Okay. We'll never see Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, but she'd be great in it. I think she'd be perfect for it. She's a little old, isn't she? Yeah, but you can moon her up, or young her up, or whatever. Moon her you up. Remember the, moon her up, yeah. Show her butt the whole movie. McAvoy, Fassbender, and Holt, I'm keeping. I'm bringing them with me. Uh, McAvoy and Fassbender, and Holt for that matter, could be a fantastic Captain Britain. Yeah. McAvoy getting as big as he did in Glass and Split could be perfect in a spandex. So get away from Simon Pegg. No, I, listen, I love Simon Pegg. If they cast him, I'm not mad. I also, like, you could take a lot of people and make him Captain Britain. I also think it'd be a huge F you to DC if Marvel got Henry Cavill to play Captain Britain. I've talked about that before. But if you were going to keep these guys, put him in there. Fastbender is Doctor Doom. Yeah, oh yeah, he'd be a perfect Doctor Doom. He'd be a perfect Doctor Doom. I think that you can get... He'd also be a perfect Moon Knight. Yeah. Same thing with McAvoy. Same thing with Holt. What better way to stick it to DC and Warner Brothers again to take the runner-up from the Batman casting and make him Marvel's version of Batman and make a billion-dollar movie? Kind of like you didn't want him for the Batman, so we're going to take him, make him our Batman, and make it better. And Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And you don't – listen, you don't have to do Moon Knight. You can do Mr. Knight. The, this kind of like the street level Moon Knight, the newer version of Moon Knight, where he's like a schizophrenic, and you can essentially just plug in Nux from Mad Max, <laughs> second Mad Max reference. In I totally forgot he was in that. Mind. Yeah, he's like, again, you see versatile yeah. with him. Nicholas Holt has played Nux, Beast, and J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he, all three of those guys are versatile. They'd be plug and play. Ty Sheridan or Evan Peters would make for a great younger Nova. Okay. More Evan Peters to, to me because I like Evan Peters. I think he's better of the actor of the two. But I could see Ty Sheridan being the character to work around too. That's where I would go with him. I wouldn't keep him the same character because then you just re- you're reminded of the Fox stuff. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I, I'm not against. I'm not I, against what you said because i i partially like i said i partially agree um but i would probably just just move on i see you i i'm not mad at you i can't be mad at you with that at the end of the movie when you leave where do you think you're gonna stand one to five stars early review two i'm gonna go three and a half i think the quicksilver moments are going to make this movie so much better and i'm gonna walk out a little happy like, all right, Evan Peters is a doll. Yeah, I mean he he's been great. You know him him his introduction in Days of Future Past was awesome. Best Quicksilver yeah, we've gotten by far. Um, yeah, no 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 slouch to Taron or John or Aaron Taylor Johnson or whatever his name. Aaron Taylor Johnson's his name because he took his wife's name as yeah. his hyphenated name. Yeah, no not no, to them. But the way they wrote and executed Quicksilver was better. 
The yeah, look, absolutely. I like the look of Quicksilver in Marvel better. Yeah, because he was yeah. buff. He looked like a superhero. Yeah. Evan Peters just looks yes. like a child. Um, but, you know, whatever, yeah. recognizable face. You're going two, I'm going three and a half. Yeah, I mean, hopefully solid, I'm wrong, but solid I, don't, scores. I don't see me getting to a four or five. Yeah, you're not walking out saying, oh, this was the, this was an endgame yeah. level good. No, no way. All right, well, that's our that's our preview. Let's go to our review. We saw a yes. great movie. At least I thought it was great. I know you, well, spoiler alert, you <laughs> thought it was great. We're going to do some minor spoilers in this movie. Brightburn, yeah. written by Mark and Brian Dunn. One of them is James's brother. The other one is James Gunn's cousin. James Gunn mm-hmm. produced this. I didn't know James Gunn had like no, five brothers. Did I. I just, I just knew Sean. Yeah, me too. Well, now I know a lot more. What do you think? What did you think about the story? The reimagining of kind of Superman like that's what it was yeah. com- compared to. Imagining a kid coming down to Earth, being found in a spaceship, and that kid turns into a. I loved it, and you know, whenever you think about, and this is me, you know, I always think of here like, what if they went bad, and. This is yeah. what that story was. And, you know, yes, it wasn't kal but it might as well damn been kal because the similarities were, you know, very, very close. Um, it seems like they just – to me, it kind of seemed like it was a, a, like, ID episode, you know, like the ID channel where n- names yeah. and places were changed to keep the identity but the story okay. is the same. You know what I mean? That's how yeah. I look at it because it, it I, was it was Superman. It was yeah, it did. Superman's origin. It just twisted, but you know they didn't use the names. So yeah, it's a, it's essentially a, an it, Elseworld. Totally, story, that's right? what we talked about before. And I remember when I seen the trailer and I said, "Yo, this is an Elseworld." And I thought at first when I seen it, I was like, "This got to be connected, right?" Like you know, part of no, it was Sony. So. You know, I I thought could it you, was great. Could you imagine if this made more money than Man of Steel, and it wasn't connected? And like, this is a Superman that people want. Personally, I think this movie is a diamond yes. in the rough. I think that this is a cult movie along the lines of all the James Gunn produced stuff, Slither, Super, all those stuff. Um, I think the the director he did the Hive. His name is David Yarovsky. I think he captured this kind of action horror in a very good, suspenseful way. I, I thought that was perfect. Storyline is awesome. Echo the same thing you said. You want to know what happens when these heroes have a bad day. And we saw it, and it was creepy. The The things that worked for me, uh, the first one being the lead, Brand, uh, Jackson yeah. Dunn, who played Brandon Breyer. Amazing. Creepy. Made me feel like Brandon, if he didn't become Brightburn, or I don't even know what his character was called. Brightburn yeah. was the city. If he didn't become the evil Superman that we got, he'd be a school <laughs> shooter. Yeah. Uh, because he was ruthless. He He's going to go places. This kid was awesome in this this Jackson Dunn kid. Thought he was great. It's a movie that has very, very little recognizable yeah. faces. You have Elizabeth Banks, and you have David Denman, who people know from The Office as Pam's ex-fiance. I, that worked for me. The suit, the logo, the suspense, everything, almost everything in this worked for me. The storyline, the this is a huge spoiler alert, so tune out if you haven't seen it. When when um, Kyle Breyer goes to shoot Brian, uh, Brian Brandon mm-hmm. in the head, oh, I was like, oh my god, he's dead. I was like, this is it. I was like, you do not shoot this man who just shoved his hand in a lawnmower. You not shoot him in the back of the head with a shot with a rifle because he won't kill you. And he killed him. What worked for you? Uh, I'm going to echo a lot of things you said. You know, um, th- the lead, the guy, the kid that played Brandon Breyer, he was amazing. And like you said, he was creepy. He, you know, in the scenes where he was kind of like stalking that girl in her bedroom, like that was next level shit. Like I didn't see that coming. Like I knew he was going to like torture, you know, kill people and stuff. But you know, came to like stalkerish. I thought he was gonna try and kiss her. Yeah, and that and that scene where like I thought he was gonna. I, I told Chelsea I was like, "That's Lois Lane." <laughs> yeah. And he treated her like Lois Lane and broke her goddamn hand. Yeah, and then like the scene I really liked is when 
she's like, someone's in here, someone's in here, and you just, you see the the curtain move, and it's him, and then all of a sudden, like, he's gone. And I'm yeah. like, oh. Yeah. So, like, he was phenomenal. Um, like you said, the mask was creepy. And I hope to God at Wizard World we see somebody <sighs> cosplaying as this character. Yeah, I should get AG to do it. You should. You should absolutely gender bend this. I mean, she got he got the math on. You wouldn't even know she's a girl. Yeah, but even either way, it'd yeah. be awesome. But that's it. Do but it. The man, and then get off the podcast. You know where the mask came? It was his blanket. And yeah, yeah it was what he was. And wrapped. it was just like the scene where you know he got the woman in the diner, and it was. Yo, what about the end flashback where, like, Elizabeth Banks is getting ready to kill him and grabs the piece from his ship, and you see the woman, Jeepers Creepers Scott style, dissect it. Yeah. That was the grossest scene. I was like, oh, this is this is hard to watch, that part. The the uncle getting his jaw that was, broken. That was pretty cringe-worthy. Uh, yeah, that, that, was, that was gross. You know what's funny about this Jackson Dunn kid? He's been in two movies this year. And one of them made a billion dollars. What movie? He was in an Endgame. He was in Endgame. He played uh, Scott Lang at twelve when he flashed uh, when he was uh, aging. Really? That's I it. I did not know that. Billion dollar franchise. Get him more in the Marvel universe. He's been in a lot of stuff. He's been in Colony. He was in Glow. Henry Danger. Shameless. He's been in a lot of stuff. Killer Kids, which makes perfect <laughs> sense. Uh, what didn't work for you? Um, I I don't really have too much gripes about this, but if I had to pick someone, pick something, I think it would be more. I want to know a little bit more where he came from. And, yeah, and the ship. Story. But uh, it, you know that's not that big of a deal because I love the movie. Um, wasn't I can't really pick apart too much. A couple of things uh, kind of didn't work for me. The supporting characters, besides the Briars, their dialogue was a little weak. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was always like, "What the fuck? Oh my god!" Like it was just those generic, like extra mm-hmm. terms that you hear in the background. Uh, there wasn't a lot of build character building there, but we didn't really need it. The one thing I'm disappointed in is we had, you know, the the chubby black kid that continued to be the wisecracker yeah. of everything. Everything he made fun of Brandon the whole time. His name was Abraham. Clink scales. Oh, that's a great name. That, that's his that's real a name. Great name. He played Royce. I'm so surprised that they didn't show Brandon going back and destroying him. Because they set him up as the bully. Yeah. They set him up to pick and like I would have much rathered him go back and beat the shit out of this kid than taking it out on Caitlin, the little girl who sh- was the only one who really gave him the time of day in school and like defended him. And he goes back and breaks her hand and then gives a flower and dissects her mom in front of him. It's like some creepy-ass shit. Uh, that's the only thing that didn't work for me. My, uh, we'll go to favorite parts. What was your favorite part? I had a part? lot. Um, I love the part, and we've seen the trailer when he stuck his hand in the lawnmower and then smirked. Yo, I closed my eyes during that scene. I knew what happened, but I closed my eyes because I was like, oh. But like that that evil kind of like, okay, I'm going to fuck shit up now. Um, but my probably favorite scene was at the end when he dropped his yeah. mom. And then he seen the airplane. And then you realize that he caused this airplane crash just to cover yeah. up everything. And how smart he, he is. And he was sitting in the ambulance just eating yeah, the cookie. Man. That was a great ending. And to me right there was like, this kid's going to fuck a lot of shit yeah, up. Yeah, man, the villain won. We don't see that in a lot of movies. Yeah. The villain wins no. in this one. And like when Elizabeth Banks went to grab that piece of shrapnel from the spaceship, I was like, oh, shit. She's going to kill him, and this movie's going to be like that. But no, they delivered. They delivered on this. Uh, my favorite part was the final kind of battle scene between him and uh, Elizabeth Banks. I never thought I'd say final battle scene with Elizabeth Banks in it. But, we, <laughs> I mean, we might. She's in Charlie's Angels, I believe, coming out. Um now she's directing oh, it. Okay, well she might be in it. She might be like a Stephen King and get a cameo in it, and might be in the final battle. Who she's, knows? Anyway, she's probably Bosley. When he kills the sheriff, 
like it's it's something like out of Jurassic Park, like where a raptor would get somebody and then yeah. disappear, and then he kills the other girl. Like that was just some suspenseful stuff. Um, the camping scene was crazy, but I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm, no, my favorite scene besides the, you know, the the final battle was the diner scene where he kills the woman with the gla- with the fractured light bulb in her eye. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was cool. And, like, they kind of alluded to, like, oh, she might be still alive. Nah. This kid doesn't care. He killed his... The girl he had a crush on broke her hand. Killed her mom. Dissected her mom. Killed his uncle. Was, like, some weird peeping Tom on his aunt, which was super weird. And she didn't even treat, yeah. didn't even treat him. Like, she treated him like he was adopted. He was like, get the hell out of here. Yeah. I'm not driving you home. And then, like, they get this weird kid a gun. Oh, it's just... That blew my mind that he got a gun and then... He didn't use it. Thank God he didn't use it. Oh, the chicken scene? He didn't need it. The chicken scene fucked me up. <laughs> Where he's like ripping apart chickens? Yeah. That was good. Uh, another part that really stuck out was the ending that like right during the credits where they kind of show you like all the catastrophes that Brightburn has really done. I don't know what his name. Brandon? Can we call him Brightburn? I call him Brightburn. Well, that's what the town was. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't get that until the end, but... Uh, besides all those scenes that I just talked about, my favorite part was the costume and the logo. I thought that was really creative. Yeah, well, it was great. Last question before we go to our review rating of this. Are there any other heroes that you'd like to see get this story like this? Um, yeah, and they kind of allude it to some in the uh, Michael Rooker scene. Okay. So they kind of allude it that there was an evil Wonder Woman and an evil Aquaman. Yeah. Um, that would be so. That cool. would be cool. Wasn't like, wasn't Michael Rooker? His character name was like Big L. Yeah, or Big T or something like that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, I mean, it makes Big sense T. because you know he's a James Gunn staple. But yeah, um, I w- and so is Emily Smart or not Emily Smart? Uh, Elizabeth Banks. She was in um, Slither. Wasn't she in Slither? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she he he does a good thing. He well, he didn't even direct us. He was just part of yeah. it. Produced it anyway. Go ahead. I'm but sorry. um, so during while I was watching the movie. I thought two things. Are we going to see Michael Rooker? And we did. Yeah. And two, it would be cool if it was a Bruce Wayne evil. Yeah. So, like, essentially the Justice League. Yeah. They've alluded to Aquaman. They alluded to Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman would be dope. I didn't even think about Wonder Woman being evil, but that would be awesome. Aquaman didn't think about either being awesome. The two I put that were DC-related were, in fact, Batman, which would be the, the next go-to because he's... I mean, we talked a lot about Batman today, but imagine them doing a darker Batman, kind of like Flashpoint Batman, and it beat the Robert Pattinson Batman. <laughs> oh, my God, that'd be fantastic. Uh, and I wrote The Flash. Yeah, would be cool. Like a kid becoming fast, and like what he would do, he would rob banks and do like nasty shit and crazy stuff, like peep in the girls' locker room, stuff like that, be like a weirdo. Um, and then I picked Spider-Man from the Marvel Universe. That'd be neat. I like to see Spider-Man suffocate people with their with his webs. And you know what? It's pretty much writings on the wall that is going to get a sequel. Um, yeah, I mean that would be fantastic because I think it like tripled its budget on its opening weekend. No, opening weekend it only did seven mil. The budget was seven mil. It's at double right now. As of June third, it was at fourteen point eight. Okay. Yeah, it made a lot of money. I mean, it made its budget in a weekend yeah which is and huge. doubled it the next next weekend which is fantastic and it's still in theaters so if you've made it this far and all of this random schizophrenic talk that we just did interest you go see brightburn yes definitely i recommend it what, to anybody what do you give it uh a four four, um, four is about a right right spot for me uh if they do a sequel i don't want it to focus on brandon i want it to focus on the other characters but that's, that's our review, our preview, our news. Uh, you can let us know on all the social medias, Instagram, the Active Geek, Active Geek underscore on Twitter, Active Geek on Facebook. You can contact Chuck at Chuck the at underscore the Active Geek, Box Office Slashback Podcast, Galaxy Wars Podcast, Binks and the Beards Podcast, all the podcasts on Active Geek Network. Uh, go to ActiveGeekProductions.com. Send us an email if you want to be a guest on the show. Um, let's see what else we got a call in number you can call us at 856-254-2901 let us know what show you're most upset about that was canceled Uh, shows that you think should be canceled over these shows that were canceled and what network some of these shows would be uh, better suited on 
And uh, we'll be back next week with our Men in Black episode. I know you're very excited for. I'm going out and buying a suit for it. I'm gonna gonna dress the part. And uh, yeah, we'll be back. Um, go see Dark Phoenix. Go see Godzilla, so you can listen to our review on Galaxy Wars. And we'll be back next week. So for the Active Geek Podcast, I'm Jim. I'm Chuck. And we are out.